Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four-time author, Tony Walker. Ever try to move a heavy object by yourself only to quickly realize that the weight or the position of that object was just too heavy to move without assistance? To take a huge piece of granite, for instance, weighing hundreds if not thousands of pounds, there is no way in Sam Hill a person armed with only human hands and brute strength could lift that rock off of the ground. Yet apply a little piece of metal of iron in the right place just underneath that rock and presto, the leverage that bar in your human hands can provide will easily lift that heavy object off the ground. Unfortunately, I witnessed the proper use of leverage following the horrific tornado that recently ripped through my fair city in Bowling Green, Kentucky, when our oldest boy, Philip, whose house happened to be right in the path of this destructive tornado, got lucky, I guess you could say, and only had a few felled trees and one of those landing on the house and the other on the garage. Now, of immediate concern was the biggest task at hand that we had to remove the fallen tree that was blocking his garage and driveway that would lead his cars out to an alleyway, which incidentally had a couple of large trees blocking it. So me, my son Philip, and my youngest son Anthony, along with a handy man that joined us with a chainsaw, all four of us proceeded to spend the next two hours sawing and hauling away the large tree blocking Phillip's driveway. Then, up next, the alleyway, which was blocked by two large trees, and quite frankly, none of us was looking forward to trying to tackle this job when, out of the blue, a good old boy shows up driving a skid loader out of nowhere. Talking about leverage, as we watched him in about five minutes move these heavy trees right out of the alleyway. So what does using leverage with your time and money have to do with finding the right financial advisor who knows something about it? Well, let's find out. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, financial leverage specialist and fiduciary Tony Walker. And today I'm going to explain a financial concept that few savers understand but need to know, and it's called leverage and how the three most important forms of leverage will help you be more confident and worry-free about your retirement. But before prying into today's subject, let me introduce to you America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. What are you leveraging over there today? Oh, nothing. I'm just looking up pictures of granite, actually. So. <laughs> Are you, are you thinking you could actually pick up a big granite stone? Or are you trying to challenge me on this oh, theory? Oh, no, there's that, no way. Okay. Not anymore. No. I tell you, speaking of granite, uh, you know, I drive up and down I-65 a lot. I kid you not. And I think I know where these trucks come from out of Nashville, but there are trucks that go up and down I-65. Have you ever seen those huge sheets of granite they have? Yes. Stuff? Oh, man. I, I, I get nervous every time I pass one of those. I'm thinking if one of those <laughs> sheets of granite 
broke free. I don't know what they weigh. I mean, it's got to be thousands of pounds. Can you imagine? I mean, whew, perish the thought. Um, and, and we won't belabor this too much because by the time this airs, when will this show be on, Aaron? This airs on February 3rd of 2022. Okay, so yeah, we don't want to talk too much about the December tornado that ravaged Kentucky. And yes, I personally witnessed go through Bowling Green, Kentucky. But it is worth noting, uh, Aaron, as we were ill-prepared, let's say that. Okay, as we were ill-prepared, I mean, I had some good gloves and that was about it. Fortunately, we knew a handyman that knew how to operate a chainsaw, but you got three uh, guys that don't know much about, you know, uh, the, the art of removing large lumber and timber, a guy with a chainsaw that does, but I mean, we had a monumental task for four guys. So you can imagine when this good old boy shows up with this skid loader, I mean, literally is like a beacon of light out of heaven. And uh, did I show you the video of this guy clearing this tree out down the alleyway? Did you see that? I have not seen it yet. Okay, I've got to show it to you. So basically, uh, now keep in mind, all the power lines were already down and no power was on, but uh, this was a huge tree. He'd already, we, show, we watched him down the other part of the alleyway clear out another one. I mean, power lines were flying, but I thought, hey, hey, the guy's making it work. But the leverage that this huge piece of equipment was able to use to push this tree out of the way was pretty impressive. Have you ever have you ever used a crowbar or anything like that? I mean, had to you worked on your basement? You probably had to use a crowbar down there, didn't you? Yes, many 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 a times working in the basement. We uh you know the basement was unfinished, but uh, whoever had previously owned it or maybe a couple of owners ago, I don't know, they had started to build a room downstairs. I don't know if it was going to be a bedroom or an office or whatever. And, you know, it's kind of funny, the, the, the dimensions of the said room, you know, they just had like the studs up and everything else. Uh, it just didn't work for what <laughs> we were trying to do. So we had to break all that down and break that apart and everything. So, yes, crowbar, crowbar was, a, was a good investment on my part. <laughs> a lot of leverage. Well, you know, I hate to say this, folks, but the financial world... Uh, and we're going to cover this in three parts. So this is the first of three shows dealing with this subject of leverage. But little do most of you understand, the entire financial world, we've talked about other people's money or OPM, uses leverage to make boatloads of money. And we'll talk more about examples of this. But the problem is most of you savers don't understand this principle of leverage or using things to make the job much easier, you think the only way to make it in life is by slaving away, saving away, giving all your money up to the financial world, and uh, one day hoping they'll throw you a few crumbs or you know break off a few limbs and hand it to you. And folks, that's not the way to be worry-free. So when we return, what I'm gonna do, and again, we're gonna cover this over the next three weeks, some really good stuff, probably stuff you've never thought about or heard about from the financial world, because most of them don't want you to know about this, but the three forms of leverage that savers can use to help them worry less about money. You stay tuned. Good stuff coming your way. I'm Tony Walker, along with America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander. We'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Tony Walker here. And in case you're just now joining us, we're getting ready to cover the three types of leverage that savers can use to put them in more control of their money and, of course, more confident in their future. We'll be covering these over the next three weeks. Um, if you're just now joining us, Aaron and I were talking about his home he remodeled. Speaking of homes, Aaron, um, I'll give you an example. I know at the break we were talking about forms of leverage. You just brought up, you asked me, you said, Tony, would this be a form of leverage? Share the question you just asked me. Right. So just the simple fact of, uh, you know, I didn't have every single dollar I needed to purchase my home. Um, I had a down payment, but I didn't have all of the money. So I had to go to the bank and had to borrow the money for a mortgage and I'm paying that back monthly. So I guess that would be a sort of form or example of leverage? That, no, it's very good. And when you think about it, the home itself gave you the leverage to do that with the bank because the bank has something called a lien on your home, right? right. You couldn't go in there. You're a decent looking guy, but you couldn't go in there <laughs> on your good looks, right? They're what? They're like, okay, Aaron Orender, we'll loan you the money, but what leverage are you going to give us? And you would say, well, I'll let you have a lien on the home. Okay. The house. Yeah. Right. So it's very common. So the idea of leverage, when we talk about it, we're not saying it's anything bad, but the financial world has really learned to capitalize on this very, very well. In fact, in that instance of the bank, Aaron, do you know how much interest you're probably going to, have to pay them over your lifetime? A lot. Month? A bunch. Yeah. So if you can be on that side of handling the levers to the money, it sure is a better way to do it. So let's talk about the three forms of levers or leverage that savers can have. First, let me let me do this real quick. Uh, let me define leverage as defined by Webster's, just in case somebody's still a little confused. So. Webster's are several definitions, but one of them is the action of a lever or the mechanical advantage, I like this, gained by it. Okay, so that's the easiest example. We use the example of placing a heavy-duty lever or crowbar under a piece of granite to lift it up, and without that small piece of uh, iron, so to speak, you're, there's no way you could lift it up. Um, then you have, there's another type with money, uh, that would be the power or effectiveness to use an advantage or to gain an advantage. So again, in Aaron's case, if he and Jessica want to, quote, buy a nice home, yeah, he might have a down payment, but to, in order to get that home, he's got to go to the bank. So the bank really does have an advantage, right? Because they've got a lot of money, right, Aaron? That's okay. But they control the levers. They control the interest rate, that lever, how long you're going to pay it back, that lever, etc. So there's nothing wrong with that, but that's what leverage means. All right. So here's the three types of leverage that I want to talk about that savers can take advantage of. Number one is your time, T-I-M-E. That's your first lever, and that is a key here, and we're going to talk about that throughout the rest of the show, is time. The second form of leverage would be money. So many of you savers don't understand how to use your money as your own leverage. You keep giving up control of your money to others, and they're the ones pulling the levers on the money while you're not doing anything about it. So we'll talk next week about the leverage or lever of money and how savers can take more control there. And finally, this one's going to shock you, Aaron, is imagination. Does that sound kind of odd, time, money, and imagination? Yeah, imagination and money just sounds kind of odd to me. <laughs> okay, so we'll save the best for last. That'll be in three weeks. But in fact, I think it's the most important one of all. What we mean by imagination is, and, and actually, uh, Aaron, I know we've got uh, Mary Beth Combs in our studio today, our new associate producer here. I recently uh, sent her out with my daughter, Lacey, even helping. We sent the two of them out, cameras in hand and mics in hand, 
to talk to one of our clients who years ago decided to get out of the full-time work of manufacturing, making really good money, by the way. And he imagined, after we talked through things, what it would be like to go into ministry full-time. It's pretty cool. And how powerful that was. So we'll be playing you that audio uh, two weeks from now uh, of that couple that Mary Beth and Lacey went out to visit with. Incidentally, it will also be on the TV show. For those of you who've never seen our TV show, we're on in, was it seven different stations now, Aaron? Is it six or seven? Seven stations, I yeah. believe. Now. Yeah. And by the way, tell them how, if they don't even have access to the TV stations that we are, we're on, uh, tell them how they can access past episodes of the television show, Aaron. Sure, no problem, Tony. All you got to do, folks, is just go to youtube.com. Jump online, go to youtube.com. And right there in the search bar, just type in Tony Walker Financial. Click search, and boom, you're going to see Tony's smiling face right there. Just click on that. You're going to find all past episodes. And not only that, you're going to find all different types of video content. You're going to find past workshops. You're going to find uh, two-minute clips of Tony. There's even a couple of uh, videos of Tony's of you know, favorite nephew on their West. I mean, we've got all kinds of, we've got all kinds of stuff on there for you folks. Well, thank you, Aaron. Oh, by the way, I'm watching Derek over there at the helm. Derek, that was a plus sign there. Faith plus time. He's working hard on the TV show here, folks. Yeah. By the way, we record the radio show and TV shows back to back, and we are recording this radio show, by the way, on December 22nd. Okay. So what does time have to do with anything? Well, I'm going to list for you two huge time wasters that many of you are enacting right now into your daily lives. And because when you think about it, you know, everybody that woke up this morning, so it's me, Aaron, Derek Hudson, America's uh, or Louisville's favorite uh, graphics artist is in the studio, Mary Beth. All four of us woke up today. And what do we have in common? How many hours a day do we have to live? Hopefully. We all got 24 today, hopefully. Bingo. So everybody wakes up with this thing called time, and it's a huge commodity, a very valuable asset, and we have choices in how we're going to spend our time. Now, I'm going to fuss at you savers a little bit. Uh, I had someone come in the office uh, yesterday, Aaron, and I understand how concerned you are with inflation. I'm concerned about inflation, and until the government quits printing money, folks, we're going to have inflation, so we're going to have to deal with it. Um, As we talked about several weeks ago when they went off the gold standard in 1933, we've had enormous amounts of inflation. So again, they keep printing money and borrowing money, it's coming. That's just a fact of life. But basically what people are telling me is there, this lady came in yesterday and she said, Tony, I'm really worried about inflation. I said, okay, ma'am, I just met this young lady. She showed me all her assets. I told her how we work. And she said, well, let me ask you this. Do you all buy gold? I love gold. And I said, well, no, ma'am, we don't. Uh, You can if you want to, but we don't do that. And she said, what are your thoughts on gold? And I said, well, I mean, gold is a pretty good hedge for inflation. It's very speculative, though. And one of the problems with gold is you got to store it somewhere. She went, oh, okay, well. I said, why do you ask, ma'am? She said, well, one of my good friends just sold, listen to this, Aaron, pretty much sold all she had in terms of assets other than her house and a few things. And she invested all of it in gold. I thought, okay, uh, yeah, that's why I thought, okay, where is she going to store this gold? Uh, does she understand what she's just purchased? Where did she buy it from? Um, so, you know, many of you are wasting a lot of time researching and worrying about things, number one, that you probably don't know a lot about, and number two, based on a lot of fear and concerns out there in the future. So that's your first waste of time. You are trying to research and learn things that really have no effect on you. Uh, we can show you how to 
work with inflation without running out and buying a bunch of gold. In fact, there was a recent article, you know, for years, one of the things, Aaron, you've heard me preach this. Most people think I'm crazy until recently. More and more people are kind of coming around to my way of thinking. But by experience, years ago, I wrote a book called The Worry-Free Retirement. Now, this was almost 20 years ago. And in it, something I noticed, Aaron, from working with so many people, you've heard me say this, but as people get older, I'm talking about in the second half of life, they start spending less and less money. So that's true. You have to think through this, folks. That is true that, yes, inflation, the cost of goods and services will, not if, will continue to go up and up. But you have to understand that has nothing to really do with the real world. The real world, with most of my clients, as they get into the second half of life, and again, barring some sort of healthcare catastrophe, but they spend less and less money. Case in point, Aaron, just had a client in yesterday. He's 72 years of age. He sat down, I'll call him Mr. Jones. I said, okay, Mr. Jones, I hadn't talked to you in a while. What can I do for you? He said, Tony, my kids are wondering why I keep giving them so much money. So I looked at my notes and we talked a little bit about our last meeting and I said, oh, okay, yeah. So it looks like I told you to start giving more money away. And you know what he said the kids are worried about, Aaron? They're, that he's gonna run out of money. And he that said- he will run out of yes. money. And the point the kids don't understand is, while they have more expenses going up and up because they have families and all that, he doesn't have any expenses. He doesn't spend any money. He lost his wife a couple of years ago. He doesn't have a house payment. He's not planning on moving. His taxes and insurance and all that, plus a little bit of meals here and there, does a little volunteer work. And he knows something his kids don't, that as you get older, you spend less and less money. So folks, many of you are wasting way too much time researching and worrying about things that you should not be concerned about. Number two, here's another waste of time. And I feel for you here, folks. Um, a lot of people, and it might be you, you, you may even be a current client listening to this show. Uh, obviously, we do the radio show for educational purposes, but we're looking for new prospective clients, savers who are retired or nearing retirement who want an advisor in whom they can trust. That's why we do the TV show as well. But here's what I find out. A lot of people that come to see us, prospective clients, when I talk to them, I'll say, by the way, uh, how's your search going for an advisor? Some of them say, well, I just want to work with you. I've been listening to you for years. I'm ready to retire. I'm not going to go out here trying to talk to all these advisors. Or I don't even know where to start. But then there's some that say, oh, yeah, I'm talking to several advisors. And I'll always ask them, I go, what are you talking to them about? And they'll look at me and they go, what do you mean? I'll say, well, what are you talking about? Well, um, retirement and investments, and they're showing me some ideas. And I'll say, who are you talking to? And they might say, well, I uh, found somebody on the internet, or I know of a friend, or a friend recommended this advisor, or I went to a dinner seminar. And so I thought about this. I said, so if you're a consumer, did you realize, I ask people this, how many people are out there that could give you retirement advice? And I had Trey do a little research, my favorite son-in-law. So Aaron, this, this is mind boggling. Of course, we're located on Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you did a 10-mile search radius around this building in Shelbyville, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, on Shelbyville Road, take a guess how many advisors, insurance agents, brokers, roughly are in this area within a 10-mile radius. Within a 10-mile radius of here. Oh, man, I'll say, I'll say 1,000. That's actually higher than I thought you'd say. Okay, Trey found out, respectively speaking, there's probably close to 2,000 advisors within a 10-mile radius. Wow. Yeah, let that sink in a minute, folks. 
So I guess my point is, what in the world, who are you even going to decide to work with? Now, as I think through this, let me, let me give you a few pointers so you won't waste too much of your time trying to contact 2,000 different advisors. Boy, that would be wild. wonder what that would be, Aaron. If you spent 30 minutes, our first meeting with all cl prospective clients lasts about 30 minutes. I spend with them. Imagine if you met with 2,000 advisors and spent 30 minutes with each one, how much time you would waste. I don't even know what that'd be. What is you, that? You wouldn't be spending so much money because you wouldn't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good thought. That was quick. Good one. Why didn't you think of that, Derek? Okay. You, you just keep working, Derek. Don't He's working. All right. So, so, I, all right. So let's kind of break this down. Let me see if I can help you. Well, the first thing I would do if I'm a saver out here and don't know who to talk to, to whittle down that 2,000 advisors to get down to somebody I might be able to trust. Number one is I would want to ask of those 2,000 advisors, how many are independent? And what I mean by that, do not work for a financial institution that basically controls the levers of what they can sell and tell and do and all that stuff. So I don't know what that number is, Aaron. We're just going to place them for the fun of it, I'll guess. Let, okay, let's say that whittles out 1,000. So let's say out of those 2,000 advisors within a 10-mile radius of our offices on Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky, 1,000 of them are not independent. And let's say your parameters are, I want to work with somebody independent. Okay, great. Then we whittle it down. Let's say out of those 1,000 that are independent, <clears throat> let's say, well, how many of them are fiduciaries? How many of them are licensed properly, have all the proper paperwork submitted to the government, that you know they're going to work in your best interest. And just for the fun of it, I don't know the number, Aaron, but let's whittle that down to now we got 300 left. Okay, 10-mile radius, independent fiduciaries in this area of Louisville, let's say there's 300. Let's keep whittling because that's still a lot of time, right? If you went out and saw 300 people, that's a lot of people. Um, let's whittle it down to how many people have at least, at least, 20 years of experience advising people on retirement. I didn't say 20 years in the business. Uh, I've seen people, Aaron, that have been in the business, in, in the insurance business or financial business for 40 years, and they'll say 40 years of experience. And I know some of these advisors, they haven't been doing retirement planning, but a couple of years. The first six years, they were answering phones oh, and just whatever. Whatever, yeah. whatever. I mean, this is a big old Getting financial coffee. world. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, then it's just, too, the retirement world is so specific. So most of these folks have not really worked in the retirement field. So let's say 20 years. So that whittles it down to 10. That might even be pushing it because it's such a new field. And the only reason I can confidently go with this is because I've been doing this so long and can document it. You can go purchase a copy of my book, The Worry for Retirement, uh, which actually I worked on around 2000 right after really, really the 9-11 really got me into retirement planning. I was, I was piddling with it, trying to learn about it during the 90s. But after 9-11, I thought, man, people need a plan. They need a safe plan to prepare for their future. They don't need to be out here blindly throwing money in the stock market, et cetera. So now we whittle it down to maybe me and a few other people that have that kind of experience. Now, here's the final straw, Aaron. How many of those advisors who are independent, who are fiduciaries, who have 20 plus years of retirement planning experience, are you guaranteed to meet regularly at your wish and command with the owner of the company? I would say none except us, Tony Walker Financial. So folks, if that's you, if you're sitting there saying, golly, Tony, you're right. I, I don't even know where to start. I want somebody I can trust. I want somebody with experience. I want a fiduciary. I want to meet with the owner of the company. I hadn't even mentioned our proprietary software. It's not, unlike anything out there. The only software I've ever seen that really people can see what they've got and how they're going to use it. Folks, you need to contact us right away at TonyWalkerFinancial.com or give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you. 
by phone or in person, no cost, no fee, no obligation. Just give us a call at 877-499-9255. Now we're gonna have some fun here. Let's take a quick break. I wanna get my stuff ready. I wanna come back with this. You might know me, Aaron, to have some sleep issues, right? You've heard me talk about my weird sleep habits, right? Okay. Sure. I don't sleep a lot. Well, I'm gonna share something kind of interesting about how not sleeping as much but using your time wisely could actually extend your life. Good stuff coming your way. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Wondering how much money you'll need to retire? Probably a lot less than you think. I'm retirement specialist, Tony Walker, and for the past 36 years, I've helped thousands of savers determine when to retire and how much money they'll need in retirement, and I can help you too. So if you're retired or thinking of retiring soon, maybe you know of somebody who doesn't know if they can retire, let me invite you to log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Welcome back, folks. I am America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. And I just want to remind you, if you want to listen to past radio shows, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com. That's soundcloud.com. And right there in the search bar, just type the worry-free retirement, click search, and bam, you're going to see our awesome bobblehead. Click on that and you're going to find all types of our past radio shows. All right, Tony, I got to (laughs) know what you're talking about. Less, what'd you say? Less sleep equals longer life. Longer life. Longer life. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this, my wife thinks I'm crazy. I really do. Uh, I've got a good buddy who's a sleep specialist. I was having sleep issues. I'm up all the time. He, he has me, you know, wire up and yeah, I've got sleep apnea. I tried the CPAP machine. My wife's laughing at me. Says I look like Tom Cruise in Top Gun trying to wear this thing. It doesn't work. I can't handle that. I got a mouth guard that kind of helps, but I don't care. I've been, I've had weird sleep schedules all my life. And I kid you not, Aaron, on average, my wife can attest to this, I only sleep about five hours a night on average. So, but there's good news here because I function pretty well. And as I like to say, it's hard to get a lot done when you're asleep. So I had some fun with this. You know, in my book, Live Well, Die Broke, I talk about the idea of everybody trying to pick a date when they might die so they can enjoy life and put some, you know, put some brevity to things so you can kind of create some urgency in your life to do the things you want to do before it's too late. So I picked age 79. So let me go through this math, Aaron, and see if this makes sense. So how can I, sleeping less, extend my, quote, life in theory? Okay. Well, I'm 61, so if I die at 79, that's 18 years. You with me so far, Aaron? I'm with you. You take 18 years times 365 days a year times eight hours sleep, which is the average time most red-blooded Americans waste laying in bed. Eight hours. Okay, you with me? Okay. You don't call that waste, do you? You call it a good uh, night's sleep. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> That's over 52,000 hours during that 18-year window that somebody is sleeping and not doing anything productive. Would you agree? Okay. Sleep. Okay. Now, if I, same t- thing, 18 years times 365 days, only sleep five hours a night, that's around 32,000 hours. So all I did, I took the 52,000 hours roughly, minus the 32,000 hours roughly, and that comes up with about an extra, listen to this, Aaron, during that 18-year window, 20,000 hours I'm awake. 
and possibly doing something very productive while you, Derek, and Mary Beth are asleep with your normal eight hours. Okay, but you say, well, Tony, yeah, but what if you still die at 79? That doesn't make any sense. Well, think about it, Aaron, because what's it matter whether you're asleep or awake? Well, if you're awake, that means I've got more time on planet Earth to do things. So the way I figure it is, even if I still died at 79, let's say we all died at 79, I got an extra 20,000 hours of awake time, which extends my life by roughly two and a half years while I'm awake. Is this making sense? Okay. Okay. So the point of all this, folks, is not to intentionally just sleep, you know, or be awake five or sleep. Yeah, not to intentionally sleep five hours a night. I'm not suggesting you do this. But what I'm saying is the amount of a time you are awake, make the most of it. And one way you can make the most of the time you're awake is realize you ain't going to be here forever. And at some point, there's going to be a point in time where you have waited too late. I see it all the time to use and enjoy this money. So why don't you do this? Why don't you take the time right now to log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button. We can meet with you by phone or if it warrants, I'll be happy to meet with you in either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. TonyWalkerFinancial.com or you can call us at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. Remember next week, we're on part two of leverage, where we'll be talking about how to leverage your money to a worry-free retirement. But between now and then, if all else fails, you remember to be worry-free. Make it a good one.